Hello everyone, before we get started, don't forget to subscribe, click on that notification bell, like, dislike, comment, let us know what you're thinking. You know that you can uh, also follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Now today, on the Angel of Words podcast, we will take a glimpse into the future with high school graduate Alejandra Gonzalez on deck on the Angel of Words podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Angel of Words podcast. I am your host, Angel of Words, and today we have high school graduate, Miss Alejandra Gonzalez. Hello, Miss Gonzalez. Welcome to the Angel of Words podcast. Thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure. Hi, Angel. Hey, what's going on? Well, you know, we're doing this podcast because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things going on right now in the world. And, you know, America is out of control. And I'm like, I need to know what the youth, the actual future of this country, you know, feels about what's going on, what has happened. You know, I, I'm like, I, I need to get in touch with like the, the, the people that are going to be running us in the future, you know, and stop listening to all these old heads bickering back and forth about left and right wing politics. And I'm like, <laughs> let me, you know what I mean? I'm like, let me talk to Alejandra. I know that, you know, you're a lawyer, you, you, you're, you're going into uh, your first semester of college and you just graduated from high school. So, you know, I just want to get a gauge about like, you know, what the high school population is, you know, how they feeling about everything that's going on and i want to start with like studying under covid like what was that like when you found out that you had to do remote learning um well for me especially it was a horrible experience i'm more of a visual learner like a lot of more people are i'm not the only one but for me it was very hard because i'm used to always having teachers around me and if i have a question they're always there and um i couldn't do that you know and um, otherwise, it was easy because you could cheat. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only not that way you I not that ask. you would do it, you know. But <laughs> yeah. But no, no. I mean, so it was an awkward experience, huh? There really is no teacher engagement. It, it, it was. Yeah, it and was also nuts. there was a lot of technical difficulties in um, the classroom. Classroom. Yeah. No, I've been hearing about that because, like, you know, not everybody has the same type of education. You know, you're in a New York City school. I'm, I'm sure that you and your classmates had different, you know, um, in terms of income levels in their homes. So it's like, you know, not everybody may have the same kind of technology that you need to get this up and going. What do you think? That's true. Like, I know a lot of people that weren't able to get computers or tablets. You know, I'm fortunate enough to have a computer and a tablet at home so I can do that. But a lot of people that I know, like friends, didn't have a computer or had to wait after a month or two to get a computer to start doing work. Now, how do you feel about not having prom and graduation, man? Like, that must have been a bummer. Like, could you really take us there? Like, how does that feel when you get that news, man? Uh, it was a very horrible news to me. It affected me a lot. I cried over it um, because prom is something I've looked for since freshman year, you know. And I never got to, the chance to ask the guy that I wanted to come. So that was bad. And I never got to go to prom just for picking, so. Does he even does the guy even know that you wanted to go to prom with him? No, he didn't. I didn't tell him. 
Well, there's your chance. You want to tell her? You want to tell who it was? <laughs> She's like, "No, nah, forget this now. It's over. <laughs> prom's not happening. Do, are they doing a, a, a postponed prom for you guys at all? If this opens up, or no, it's over. That's it. Wow, wow. And I, I know you were waiting for you know for your high school graduation as well. I mean, how did you guys do that? What did you have a cyber graduation? How did that work? I, I did it through Zoom. Okay. That was I had to wait for a long time. It, the Wi-Fi was lacking, so most of the time, a lot of people's name weren't called. Really? A lot of people's names? That, man, that's a bummer. You worked so hard for four years for that moment, and it's, like, stripped away from you, man. How much do you hate coronavirus on a, on, on a 1 to 10 scale? A 10. I really hate it. <laughs> Now, Ali, I mean, you know, you're, you know, you're a smart girl, you know, um, I want to go into, uh, you know, education a little bit because, you know, I know that you were accepted to NYU, you know, and, you know, for some circ for, you know, for certain reasons, you weren't able to actually go to NYU, you know, you had to settle for the Borough of Manhattan Community College, you know, not that that's a bad institution. I actually got my, um, you know, my associates from there. But, you know, like, how does it make you feel, though, as a student when you really can't go to the schools you want to go because of the enormous prices? 53 grand plus to go to NYU, you know? Yeah, at first I was angry, of course, because, you know, I I worked hard for it and I didn't expect not to make it, like, um, financially-wise to the school. Unfortunately, like, the school system failed me in that position because... They don't teach you a lot about money and loans and like doing your financial aid whatsoever. I had to do it on my own because I'm the first person in my household to graduate. So I really didn't know anything going to it. I went to my guidance counselor and um, they put me really down at first. They told me to not like apply for NYU. They just told me to apply to community colleges and that's it. You re really? So they t told you to let that dream die? Yeah, they really did. I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, that's not cool, man. I, like, I applied only because like I just felt like it at the moment, but I honestly didn't expect for that big um, um, planner thing to come to my house or get the NYU information to my email or anything like that. I really didn't expect that whatsoever. It was a shock to me. It was a shock to hear that I couldn't go because I first didn't have money to go. Yeah. But I know a lot of people that went there that are doing great. Right yeah, now. no, I mean, I mean, like you know, and you, you you said you were in a single parent household. Like you know, that's not easy, man. That must be even tough on your parents too. You know, to have such a bright person, you know, and have this opportunity to go to one of these, you know, top fifty schools across the country and not be able to make it there, man. Like you know, how was that conversation with your mom like? Um, from the start, I knew since like um senior year, I knew what my mom was gonna put on the table for me for college and um my expectations. So I kind of already knew for a start that my mom only had a certain amount of money to help me with college, you know? The most that she could afford was probably like 10000 for college, yeah. which I don't blame her because, you know, I don't have my father with me. He's not giving me any money yeah. whatsoever for college. Wow, wow. But, I mean, you're keeping a positive, you know, what makes you keep a positive disposition? Because, you know, you you know, you know, said you were sad, but you seem to be, you know, more upbeat about it now because, you know, 
you yeah. gotta do what you gotta do. Well, for one, like, I feel much better going to community college because I know for a fact that after the two years, I can definitely go back to NYU and save up money and work because community college is really cheap and for some people don't even have to pay anything. So I'll be saving money. Now, you know, how do you feel about the fact that you you know you're gonna be going to BMCC NYU's like fifty three grand a year, but now everything is looking like it's gonna be remote learning. So like now everybody's arguing because it's like I don't want to pay fifty five grand whatever it is right now to go to NYU when I'm gonna be learning from home. I'm not gonna get that full NYU experience. Like you know, does it make you feel a little bit better that you know it, it's okay now for you to go to BMCC because NYU literally you're not gonna get the NYU experience. Yeah, it definitely makes me feel so much better due to the fact that I know I'm going to get my, I'm doing it remotely. I'm not going to spend as much money as I would have been at NYU because I know for a fact that a lot of people, like seniors like me going into fall semester this um, August, right, are struggling to the fact that they paid over $50,000 just to go to college, just to find out they're doing an online with their computer, you know. Now, you want to study law, correct? Yeah. So, you know, and you know, what kind of law do you want to get into, Allie? Um, I want to get to criminal justice. Okay. And, what, you know, what makes you passionate about studying criminal justice? Um, well, I've said it since, like, my sixth, sixth grade. I always knew I wanted to study law. It was for the fact that I watch the news all the time with my mother. And one thing that always gets me upset is seeing, um, Misinformation put out there, mostly about the minorities, Hispanics and Blacks. Such and, as? Um, such as, like, only putting the fact that only Hispanics and um, African-American people are the ones that are criminals. Where they're really not. <laughs> We're not, not. That's a stereotype that we should break. And I feel like it's very saddened and very sad to like to see only the fact that you're not going to see a white mer a white person on the news headline saying that they killed the family or they're only going to put hispanics or black now you're telling us that these are facts ali you studied these facts you're not you know because you're not you're a nonpartisan person because there yeah. seems to be a lot of rhetoric being thrown around amongst people you know my age range you know going back and forth about you know oh you know there's no there's no such thing as systemic racism if you don't succeed it's because of yourself and you're saying that there is systemic racism in in the in the justice system and yeah. you actually studied it could you give us some examples of things that you studied Okay, for an example would be, um, it's not put out there most of the time, that the fact that majority of the criminals are in our um, criminal justice system are Caucasian males and Caucasian women. That's majority. And the minorities are Black and Hispanic. You don't see that a lot in the news whatsoever. We also don't see how those white people are either only giving five or less years for crimes or big crimes than a black or Hispanic person that would spend either 20 plus years in person or some even get the death sentence. For example, I don't remember the name of the person, but um, it was just two Caucasian men that killed a black person. They were in a car or something that shot him because he was running. Oh, Ahmaud Arbery case. You're talking about Ahmaud Arbery. Yes. 
the video was put out online, and those two people that killed him, mind you, there were white Caucasian male. They didn't put them in jail. They were not arrested whatsoever. Until like a couple, probably weeks ago, they were arrested. That's sad because you know for a fact that if a Hispanic or black person would have shot somebody and killed somebody, immediately the police would go over and arrest them. And how does that make you feel when you know these, you know, when when you know these facts exist? You know what I mean. And this is your country. You're coming up. You know, you're 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 gonna be the ones pushing forward th these legislations. And do you think that you'll be able that your your generation will be able to fix these, you know, the the, the this the legislation that's in in place right now? It makes me feel very angry to the fact that um, majority of people don't believe that white privilege is a thing. You know. As a white uh, white Hispanic, I definitely have more privilege than a darker or light-skinned Hispanic. You know, I get the fact that I may look white and in the streets I don't get called, go back to the country, you know, or other racist things. But I've experienced racism myself with, if I'm talking Spanish in the supermarket with my grandmother, um, we will get looks most of the time and we've gotten stop speaking Spanish. English is the native language. Go back to your country and stuff like that. It's very horrible experiencing that because you wouldn't think in this land that wasn't um, built on white Caucasian people, it was literally the land of Native Americans. You know, they stole this country. No, it's nobody's country. You know, this country was built on immigration. No. So it makes me very saddened to think of stuff like that and how injustice our system really is and how whites have more privilege than minorities in this country, which it shouldn't be that way. You know, if we're the land of the free and the best country ever, then why are we facing this horrible racism to this day? You know, like, for example, the Black Lives Movement, right? That's not so long ago. It's still happening right now. It makes me feel proud, you know, as a person that's living in this country to see people still fighting for what's right. So fight. Now, for how it. do you feel? How do you feel about all the backlash that they get? They're calling them an extreme left-wing group. The president's going after them, saying that they're not legitimate, that they're just as racist as any other of the hate groups that have existed over the course of time. You know, how does it make you feel when you hear those messages coming out from leadership up top? It makes me feel angry at Donald Trump, our president, um, because, first of all, he's a stupid person. <laughs> and because he calls them names that they shouldn't be called, that I don't even want to say names. I feel like it's disrespectful. But if he allowed white Caucasian men with guns that threaten people's lives, that hurt police, and the police didn't do anything whatsoever to go in front of the, um, in Washington and with their guns out, which was a fact very scary for some people living in that area to see white people with guns scared for their life because they feel like somebody's going to shoot them. Only because they didn't want to wear a mask. You know, all those white people going out uh, to rallies or protesting for no mask is the right. I, it makes me feel mad because, like, how come they can do it? Nobody's saying that they're bringing up coronavirus. Um, Corona cases up, but instead they blame that on the Black Lives Matter movement. That's the reason why coronavirus are going up, 
is an act of terrorism, which is not. And our First Amendment, we have the right to protest. We have the right to speak our mind. Doesn't matter what time it is, whether there's a pandemic, pandemic going on, as long as that we're doing and we bring um, we bring these problems up to media and how wrong they are. Now, Ali, I mean, how does it make you feel when you know when you see these attacks, you know? that are being differentiated like you, like you just finished discussing like you know they're attacking you know the protesters for the black lives matter movement but they don't attack the protesters that went to you know with guns up in michigan you know protesting wearing masks like you know and then there's people out there that really think they really believe that there is no uh a differentiation between people there's people out there that really believe that racism doesn't exist. And it's crazy that I'm talking to you. You know, I don't, I don't look at you as a color, but you are a light-skinned Latina who could get away with being right. So you could actually see things from both perspectives. And as you just mentioned, you've experienced racism with, you know, with your grandmother when you were speaking Spanish. But then you also get treated a certain type of way because you're light-skinned. And, you know, how does that make you feel for this country moving forward? Like, you know, what kind of changes do you want to see made as a young adult? Well, first, those people that think that there's no racism and racism isn't a thing are the people that are the problem, you know? They're the problem because they can't see for the emperors. They've never experienced firsthand what it's like to be called out because of your color, your race, or your religion. You know, they've never faced anything like that. They're the ones that get away from a lot more than minorities, which is sad that they feel that way because... They're not up to date with what's going on. Now, now, Ali, um, you also uh, mentioned something interesting. The fact that you you are an immigrant, are you not? Like you came from another country, did you not? You know, yeah. and, and like you know, how does that make you feel? Because you know, and the immigration situation, people be, people being contained, and things that are looking kind of like concentration camps. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you feel? You know about that situation? You know, because you were able to make it out, but not a lot of people do. You know. Well, uh, I have dual citizenship because I was born yeah. in Salvador, and uh, mm -hmm. my mother was born here in America. So yeah. since she was born here in America, I get the right to become a citizen. So I have two nationalities. And um, as a person that is an immigrant, immigrant because I came from another country, I spoke a different language when I first came here. Um, seeing kids being locked up in cages that are, one, either um, citizens or immigrants, because there are some citizen kids that are locked up in cages because their parents are in another country. Um, it makes me feel very angry at the world and at Donald Trump for allowing this to happen. Just not in the 1900s anymore. We're living in a new era, a new generation. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way whatsoever. Kids shouldn't be locked up just because they, their parents came here to this country for a better life for them. No, this land, like I said, it, um, this land was built on immigrants. This land is nobody's land. It's not white people's land, on my land, it's a Native American's land that they stole. You know, nobody is really from here, what's from here. Everyone's from around the world. So kids should be locked up. It feels, and also um, I would like to bring up the fact that the kids that were locked, that are still locked up, right? Um, those kids that went on trials, 
they said that those kids were raped. They said on themselves that they were touched in inappropriate places, that they were raped, they were harassed, they sleep in floors, they have a bucket to scoop and pee and, you know, do their stuff, and that's it. They have these little kids in an inhumane. They're living like animals. Ali, what message would you give those kids that want to that want to live that American dream? That you know that want to have the same opportunities as you. What what message would you give them? Um, uh, I would definitely tell them that the American American dream is not really a thing. But I feel like they should do whatever they want. You know, in this country, right? Hopefully, in the future, when they're older, there'll be different times where they will be able to be accepted. You know, and I. I definitely want those kids to grow up in a safe environment, in a, a safe place where they don't feel harmed or targeted. I want those kids to go to bigger things in life and not to feel they're just stuck in a cage. Now, you also mentioned something that was important, Ali, um, voting rights. You have an issue with voting rights. And that's a very and voter, voter suppression. Could you elaborate on that discussion that we had? Um, well, right now, since the, new, the election is coming up in November, in many states, like let me give you one, Florida, for example. In Florida, if you have a parking ticket, right, or a ticket in general, they will not allow you to vote. Wow. That's impressive. And since, um, sadly, majority of those people are Hispanics and Blacks. There are white people, I'm not gonna say there are white people that don't owe tickets, they are. The majority of them are Hispanics and Blacks. So that oppresses the minority groups not to vote. And that gives the right for all the Caucasian people and all the elderly people that like to go out and vote mostly to vote for Trump. Now, you think that Trump's the problem or the because you're not I mean, to, is it is it for you? Is it that Trump's the problem or the Republican Party or the Democrats or it, you think it's just a uniform? The whole system is messed up and just specific laws need to be changed. And whoever changes them are the people that are really going to be making moves regardless of what party. How do you uh, feel on that situation? I definitely think that Trump is part of a problem, but there's more to the problem. Is the fact that people are not going out to vote more. Majority of the people that vote are elderly people, not, and like young people up to like 18 to 20, the age range, right? But there's a middle ground, like the millennials, you know? They don't vote. There's not a lot of uh, age groups that don't vote whatsoever. I feel like the need that people need to go out and vote, you know, because that's the only way their voices are going to be heard and a change can be made. Now, Ali, what, what kind of laws would you like to see changed? Like, if you were in a position to change, you know, to change laws and vote on certain legislation, what, give me, like, three things that you would like to start off with. Um, I wouldn't know. Um, for one, it would be um, stricter gun regulations. That's one. Uh, two, uh, immigration policies. Mm. Definitely the voting age. Okay. Well, that's okay. the Constitution part of the Constitution. Yeah, also. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that, you know, but that's something that you would like to see tweaked a little bit. You know, I mean, at yeah. least tweaked. Well, I think it yeah. should be tweaked. Well, the voting one more specifically because I feel like mm -hmm. 
at, at a young age, kids already kind of made up their mind of certain things. I mean, people could change, don't get me wrong, but at the age of 16, I feel like we kind of already made up our minds of certain things. And, like, um, politics-wise, not for everybody, but I feel like kids' voice should be heard more than it is now because I feel like the older generations feel very furious of the fact that we like to speak our minds up more. And How don't do you listen. feel about how do you feel about the old generation? That, that we, you really look at us and say, man, we don't let you guys speak, that we don't know what you're talking about? You, you feel like you don't have a voice? I don't think about that to everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. I just feel like older generations are more close-minded. Not everybody, because I can't speak for everybody. But I can speak for some people that I've spoken to or listened to or seen on the TV. I feel like you guys are more close-minded and not able to open your mind the new change because as time passes on things change you know things start to evolve more there's more revolution and i feel like sometimes y'all stop us me as a generation uh stop us and don't let us evolve more wow wow that well i'm sorry that you had to go through that darling that's that that must have been crazy man that is so scary. And I guess that's some of the legislation you're going to have to change, man. Moving forward, you got you to gotta study hard. You got to study hard, girl. And those things being said, it is time to play Five Words with Angel. On Five Words with Angel, I'm going to say a phrase. You're going to try to give me the first word that comes to your mind. Are you ready to play Five Words with Angel? Sure. All right, here we go. First word, criminal justice. Injustice. Second word, America. Horrible. Oh my God. <laughs> Third word, millennials. Close-minded. Really? All right, okay. Fourth word, phrase, Black Lives Matter. Important. Oh man! All right, cool, cool, cool. And now this is the this is the uh, the curveball. Who would you rather go see perform live, Ariana Grande or Camila Cabello? I don't or really either. like either. <laughs> well, give us who would you like to see uh, perform live if you had the choice. Probably Ariana Grande. Okay, but who? Okay, now you would pick between them. You would pick Ariana, but who would you pick if you had to go see somebody? Um, Rihanna. Oh, okay, all right, cool. Has come up with a, no, a new album, and I'm waiting for it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. So when when Rihanna comes into town, we'll see if the Angel of Words podcast can make it happen for you and your mom for being such a sweet person and coming on the podcast and telling us how you feel. Now, Ali, uh, give us one message. If you can, do it in Spanish. If you can't, don't worry about it. But in English and in Spanish, give us a message to take us away to, to, to really summarize what the, you know, what the 17, 18, 19-year-old bracket right now is thinking about. Um, in terms of I society and culture. See, because I'll bush it, but I'll say it in English. Okay. Uh, please go out and vote and make a change this November. And uh, it's important too because it's not lost. We're not going to be changed. We we don't want Donald Trump as a president again. That's it. <laughs> All right. 
Well, Alejandro Gonzalez, thank you for being part of the Angel of Words podcast. Great speaking to you. Keep doing your thing in school, uh, you know, because I'm sure that I'm going to need a lawyer eventually. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Not for no criminal stuff, but, you know, people, you never know what happens in life. So, you know, keep doing your thing and, you know, I'll, I'll refer anybody to you that may need your help. You know what I'm saying? Got it. All right. Take it easy. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my interview today with high school graduate Alejandra Gonzalez. It is important and it is essential that us as adults stay on point with what's happening with the younger generation because they're the ones that we fight for. They're the ones that are going to be taking us into the future and making sure that our country is as good as what we left it as. You know, and that goes for any country all over the world. So I really hope you enjoyed that interview. You already know. Click on that notification bell on YouTube. Like, dislike, comment. You know what I'm saying? Follow us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts as well. And uh, if you want to know what I'm up to on my social media, follow me at Angel of Words ENT, all one word. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Talk to you later.